If a Christian doesn't pray about heaven, that's a remarkable lack. Who ever heard of exiles not thinking about home? Now, I said, that's exactly what the rosary is. We are in a new moment of time and a new moment of space. So we keep saying to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother, I love you, I love you. That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade. And I want to apologize to you all that we've missed the two first two days of the week. Uh, we've had, I've had some technical problems here such that I haven't been able to actually sit down and record. Usually I can sit down and record at least, and then it's just a problem of getting it uploaded and all of that. But unfortunately, uh, that was not the case uh, this time around. It was actually, I was prevented from sitting down and recording uh, because of some things that are going on with all sorts of machinery in my life that I'm trying to get straightened out. Anyway, I, I hope that you'll forgive me for that. Uh, we're going to start. It actually is somewhat serendipitous in a way, it, uh, or what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, well, it's 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 lucky, you know. We've got uh, um, this set of glorious mysteries, and they split three and then two in a really in a really effective way. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the last three this week then the first two on Monday and Tuesday of next week, and then we're going to go on hiatus from there. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do next week anyway, so this just sort of pads that out and solves that problem. Uh, so that's how it's going to be done. Now today, I've got oh, I've got so many prayers over the weekend, and that's another reason I feel so bad. By, by today, I should have been doing a thir- the third prayer here, but I'm going to have to start and work my way through. Now today, I want to put an emphasis on because it's happening today uh, I want to uh, say a prayer for one of our listeners um, uh, HK his wife is going in for surgery it's a it's not a major well is it a major surgery or minor surgery it requires anesthesia general anesthesia so in that regard I regard it as a major surgery even though it's fairly routine uh, there's very low chance of complications with it uh, but nevertheless, it is one that requires general anesthesia, and whenever you go under, there's always something to worry about. So, uh, I want to pray for him and for his wife for her perfect healing, uh, and then we've got another prayer tomorrow that came in uh, yesterday, and then we've got a we've got all those people in uh, in Kentucky there with that uh, with that tornado. I think the deaths are upwards of. 80 people now it's it's tremendous i hear that in reference to hurricanes i i don't recall the last time i heard a tornado kill that many people upwards of 100 people dead that's it's between 80 and 100 i think and that, that's really horrific so even though we're not going to be praying for them today i hope that you've got them all in your prayers they're on my rosary every day i hope that you'll do the same and we'll pray specifically for them on friday uh, so for today though I want to turn to our listener, HK, and for his wife, uh, because she's going under uh, today. So 
uh, we pray for her. If you have a special intention of any kind, if it's general, like the folks out in Kentucky, if it's specific to you, a friend, a family member, someone you love, someone you know who's struggling, uh, someone that you've heard about who's in a bad way, and you want them to be prayed for. You can send those in to daily decade requests at protonmail.com. That's decade, D-E-C-A-D-E. Requests in the plural at protonmail.com. Or you can uh, drop a line on the website, which is praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com, where we're syndicated at exodusamericanus.com. Uh, you can send a message to at the Daily Decade on Gab, or you can reach to me. You can reach me personally, Mario Goretti at nobody has the dot biz uh, on the Fediverse. For now, though, let's go ahead and get our rosaries out, turn our hearts and our minds to God, and pray for HK and for his wife uh, and the success of her surgery. Today is Wednesday, so we're going to go ahead and pray in Latin. In nomine Patris, Ephidius, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, quies in Celis, sanctificator nomen tuum. Adveniat regnum tuum. Fia voluntas tua, sicut in Celo et in Terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie. Et dimidi nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimidimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationum, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. 
Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, Filio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicurerat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in seculus seculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, Vita dulcedo et spes nostre, salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filia evi, Ad te suspiramus, dementes et flentes in hac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilos tuas misericordes oculus ad nos converte. Et Jesum beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende. O clemens, o pia, o dulci virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, sancta de genetrix, ut digni officiamur promissionibus Christi. Aremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O you holy sleepers of Ephesus, who slept through great perils and escaped the persecution to bear witness as miraculous signs of the righteousness of Christ to those who might grow lukewarm in faith. We humbly beg thy intercession on behalf of the handmaiden of God, the wife of H.K., that as she undergoes sleep for protection from danger, she shall emerge from that danger untouched by harm, and that by the health and well-being she may go on to glorify God as you did. And we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, the source of all miracles, who livest and reignest with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us, as we undergo our trials and dangers, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacritissimum Coriezu, Miserere Nobis. Sacritissimum Coriezu, Miserere Nobis. Sacritissimum Coriezu, Adveniat Regnum Tum. In nomine Patris, Affiliate Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Well, as I briefly remarked, we were in a lucky sort of spot here because of the way that the mysteries of the Rosary pan out. Uh, we're supposed to do the Resurrection on Monday, I'm doing it today instead, but it is a, it splits very evenly. 
uh, at the third glorious mystery with, Pent- with Pentecost and then moves back in the direction of our Blessed Mother such that the 15 mysteries of the Rosary, and this is why there are, there's not 20. The, the Luminous Mysteries are at best a private devotion. The reason why they don't actually fit into the rosary as a whole is because they throw off the whole structure of the rosary. There's an interior structure that pe- most people aren't aware of. The 15 mysteries revealed to uh, uh, Blessed Alan de la Roche by our, our Blessed Mother follow a very strict pattern. You have the joyful mysteries building up to a crescendo in the midst of the sorrowful mysteries and then building to the foundation of the church and they exist in a sort of mirror of one another where you have the Annunciation which is the earthly coronation of our, our Blessed Mother as the Queen of Saints and that is matched with the heavenly coronation on the other end the visitation with Elizabeth where our Blessed Mother goes to Elizabeth to tend to her matches up with the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary when all the Apostles are called to surround her bedside, miraculously called to Jerusalem, where she was. And so you have these two visitations and these two coronations that take place on either end of the mysteries of the Rosary. And in the midst of that, you have the role that Christ plays in the foundation of his church, so that the foundation is laid with the Blessed Mother, and the church is built by our Lord, incarnate on earth, and then finally... The whole structure is crowned again by the Blessed Mother, the first uh, of the the first among saints and the Queen of Saints, and so you see here there's a a pattern that's followed, and right smack in the middle of the whole thing is the crowning. So we have two coronations of the Blessed Mother on on either end, and then the coronation of our Blessed Lord in the crowning of thorns, which reveals in itself both his true nature, because of the crowning of thorns and the and the passion uh, as the crowning of the passion and it also it reveals him as our king as Christ the king the king of the universe and also the uh, it's if you tie it in scripturally with St. John's gospel not only the king but also the light of the world and he uh, through whom all things were made and not anything was made uh, by uh, that was not made through him that's the opening of the gospel of St. John and so it's a kind of uh, very neat place to cut if we're going to do three glorious mysteries these last three days of the week and then the two remaining glorious mysteries next week. It's a good way to round things out, draw our attention back to our Blessed Mother and the role that she plays in all of this and the heavenly reward that is uniquely granted to her because of her unique role in assisting Christ, in accompanying Christ throughout his life and to the cross and beyond. And that's that whole journey for the Glorious Mysteries begins now with the resurrection, which is, of course, the end goal. It's a, the Good Friday is the point at which Christianity gathers together. It's it, like a storm gathering together. The clouds come together and the storm is sort of unleashed. The resurrection is the storm. So you have, and when I, when I say this, I don't mean a, a sort of destructive storm, but rather that in any storm, any rainfall that nourishes the earth, there's a coming together 
pressures build, an event takes place, there's a snap, and then you have rain. And it nourishes the earth as the resurrection nourishes, and the resurrection is what comes of the earth and grows of the earth after the shedding of the blood on the cross. Mixing metaphors, but you can see where all this is going. The most essential element of the resurrection and the thing that makes Christianity most abhorrent to the vast majority of worldly people is that it is fundamentally about hope. Christianity is a hopeful faith. It is filled with hope, and the resurrection is our hope. There's encouragement and hope in it. And those that despise the resurrection and despise the crucifixion typically are those who are afflicted with a kind of hopelessness. You know, we talk about, you know, in, in, in Internet circles, we talk about the, the red pill and the blue pill and the white pill and the black pill. All of that lingo really comes down to those who are ignorant, those who are wise, those who are encouraged, and those who are despondent. And these four groups are, have been essential to understanding philosophy from the very beginnings of philosophy among the Greeks and essential to the way in which God relates to people and people who are messengers of God relate to other people from the very beginnings of Christianity. You always had, that's why St. Paul counsels people, rejoice evermore and pray without ceasing. There is both wisdom and encouragement, wisdom and hope. And likewise, to overcome ignorance and to overcome despondency or despair are the most essential elements of the faith. Be ye wise as serpents. And what do we read in Ecclesiastes? Uh, we read that knowledge, with, that wisdom increaseth, knowledge increaseth sorrow. Knowledge and wisdom increaseth sorrow. We run into that again and again in Scripture. Heck, it shows up in the Gesta Romanorum later on, where it says, uh, times change and men deteriorate. He who speaks the truth has his head caved in. That speaks to this same essential concern. The wise have a tendency towards uh, what, we might, what we might call pessimism. Perhaps they think of themselves as realists. I think of myself as a realist, and I've been accused of pessimism. But the wise have a tendency, and I don't, I'm not calling myself wise. I just realized what that sounds like. Those who are aware of things, have, who have knowledge of things, tend to be pessimistic about humanity because of the way humanity behaves historically. Christianity's message is be wise and intelligent. Be wise to the ways of God. Not wise in the eyes of human beings, but rather have the wisdom of God. But don't be despondent. And don't despair. How many times in Scripture do we hear fear not? Now there's a lot of different levels to that. Fear not. There's fear not because the angel is not God, so don't show him the fear of God. There's fear not as in don't be afraid. There's nothing to be scared of, and angels can be scary creatures. And there's fear not in that, what is fear? Fear is sadness and an event that has not occurred. Don't be sad. 
it sounds rather trite to say it, really, but that's exactly what's being said there, is that don't be saddened, despondent, despairing, or, or worried and anxious, but rather trust in God. Place your trust in God, have faith in Him, fear Him, the fear of the Lord. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. These things will make you Christian. And the resurrection is the culmination and essential, or, or not essential, the manifestation of that virtue of hope that we look forward to Christ. And this is something that is reiterated again and again and again when we talk about the second coming, which Advent is all about the second coming. When we talk about the second coming, what we're looking for, how do you experience that? Do you experience it with terror as the reprobate? Or do you experience it with joy and with hope as the elect? Our goal is to, is to bring ourselves to a place where we look forward to the second coming with joyful hope, not despairing hope, not, oh, come God quickly with fire. Cleanse this foul earth. Perhaps an admirable uh, attitude to possess in some regards and that you recognize the stark evils of the world and wish to separate yourself from them on the one hand, on the other hand, uh, a, a dangerous attitude in that it arrogates to you some of the judgment reserved for God at the final judgment. God will determine when it is appropriate for him to return. It's not for us to determine. We may look around at the world and say the world needs a good cleansing. It needs to be beaten out upon the threshing floor. And I certainly have said that enough times, but it's wrong to say it. The world could use a good cleansing, but God has entrusted us to do that. Right now, it's our job to set things right in ourselves that the world might be changed by us. And, and by that, I mean not making the world perfect. We know we learn that when we talk about the crown of thorns, what that means. You don't attempt to make a perfect world. The kingdom of heaven is within you. You perfect that in yourself, and it does manifest around you. And as long as we are waiting for the second coming, we continue to do that work here. We don't rely on the second coming to cleanse the earth, lest we should be caught in the flames. And the hope of the resurrection is precisely the energy and the motivation that we require to continue to cultivate the kingdom of God within us, that we might turn the kingdom of God into a manifest thing surrounding us and draw ourselves and those around us, those who are placed in our charge, towards the other world. What is it that the Blessed Mother said to St. Bernard at, at Lourdes? She said, I cannot promise you happiness in this life, but in the other. And that's really what we are supposed to be, the beacons, lanterns, lighting that way. That's what it means to be a saint. And all of us are called to that sainthood. You know, it, so it, it, does, it sounds somewhat silly and perhaps even trite 
when we listen to Mother Angelica, she has that that bit about we're all called to be saints. Don't miss the opportunity. It's not. It, it, it's to the world wise. It sounds ridiculous. But in reality, she is capturing exactly what the message of Christianity is. If we're not supposed to be saints, then what in the world are we supposed to be? That's exactly what God calls us to be. And if we want to be saints, then we have to cultivate the hope that is found in the resurrection. That's the essence of the reflection that we should have on the resurrection. The hope that it engenders. And so, my prayer today is a, a very simple one and probably very appropriate as we draw closer to Christmas, and that is that all of us will be filled with that virtue of hope that enables us, without great effort, to rejoice evermore and that the kingdom of heaven might grow within us, that we pray without ceasing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness. And I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her who is the moon and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.